COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Hope you guys are having a pretty good one. So we're going to be talking about Montana preparing for their adult use sales rollout. So this is from the folks of MJ Business Daily. Montana prepares for January 1st launch of $325 million adult use cannabis market. All right. So before we do this article, I'm going to run down. I'm going to run down what I notice when 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 adult use starts in a legal state or what or what I saw in Massachusetts um, when when our adult use sales started in, in November of 2018. So um, demand for it went up and it was not because you created a bunch of new marijuana users. 
what happens is that the people that buy it off the street dealer they start going to these regulated dispensaries that that um have lab results that you you could pick out specific strains you know at you can pick out specific edibles that sort of thing those people they go from buying from their black or gray market or legacy market connect and then they go to the dispensary and also what you end up seeing happen is medical demand for medical goes up too so you have a lot of people that you 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 see a bit more people getting medical cards and you know if you have a favorite medical dispensary or that medical dispensary is going to be a co-located one that's going to handle the adult use and medical users bear that in mind and start stocking up um if you can um in in the coming days um if you don't have the funds to do so um you know just keep that in mind um I was going to say look into like Delta 8 or whatever, but you know, Montana has some really janky laws about that. So I think those are, I think you can only get that at those at like me, at medical dispensaries. Cause again, they have pretty restrictive laws on, 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 on Delta 8 and all the other cannabinoids. So, um, we'll see, we'll see, but, um, Definitely stock up if you have the funds and you're med and you're in the medical program because if they become a co-located location like one of the dispensaries near me did, um, the products that I was used to getting were not there anymore. Um, those were either moved to recreational or they, um, or they they it got it got they ran out because demand overall went up. So those are the major things I noticed and. Um, and all the alarmists and all the reefer hating uh, boomers like, oh my god, people are going to be driving high like crazy. It's going to be more impaired driving. Um, weed has been legal for the past, I want to say, five years in Massachusetts, and I have not noticed things get any worse. Really haven't. Um, and if they have gotten worse, because we, we've gotten more people. But I have not noticed anything be worse than the years where it wasn't legal so that's what to expect but let's go into this article montana's new recreational market while montana's medical marijuana program has been slow to develop the state is pinning hopes on an adult use market slated to launch january 1st tourists likely will be key consumers Montana cannabis businesses are gearing up for the scheduled January 1st launch of the nation's newest adult use program with major changes in store for how companies operate and concerns about shortages in a market projected to top 300 million in annual sales by 2025. The Western state has a population of only 1 million, 1.1 million, excuse me, but substantial demand is expected to come from tourists. In 2020, 11.1 million people visited the state according to the University of Montana study. Dang. But I think I think you're going to have a lot of people that are, are residents that are going to be driving up the demand because um to get a medical marijuana car in a lot of states um it it it, it makes it in a lot of states or municipalities where you can't own firearms um because of various state and various federal laws but a lot of it being federal law because it's, it's because cannabis is still a schedule one narcotic. But an, another part of it is, um, yeah, I mean, another part of it is, you know, 
it's just political posturing in my opinion too but it's mostly because of that federal mismatch is why you can't really do it and some states you know states can st set various gun laws too so some states can just off the rip be like hey you know if you if you're ever around marijuana no guns um i i, I mean obviously that can get challenged in various courts and supreme courts but again states states can are allowed to to set a lot of their own policy in the u.s so you know um so you can have things like that happen but um but i think you're gonna have a lot of people a lot of residents in montana because again people don't want to give up their firearm rights and if they can just go to the store and get it without having to do that they're gonna do that and I've read things from 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 publications and area and 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 region region um yeah you know, from publications and areas covering um cannabis in Nevada a lot like their program didn't really it didn't really catch fire because a lot of people are gun owners in Nevada so a lot of people are like I don't, I don't even want to take the risk that I can't even that I can't own a gun or I can't buy a gun or can't renew my permit so you had a lot so you, their program didn't really their their patient roles never really swelled up because of that and by the time their medical dispensary started opening um their their adult use dispensaries were also opening so i think that had a lot to do to, to, to do with that in nevada too you know um you know their medical and their adult use um start times were very close together so like a, a, a program didn't really take off much like massachusetts and also um again i mean nevada is much more gun happy and politically divided so that's obvious it's obviously a lot of that with, with Nevada too, but I'm imagining in, in Montana, a lot of people that would benefit from getting a medical marijuana card or would benefit from using this for various ailments. They don't because they, they love hunting. They need a gun to protect their, their, their property, they live in a rural area where they need it or heck it's their gosh darn given right. And they want to exercise it and they don't need to justify crap to me. It could be a number of reasons, but plenty of people don't want to give up firearm rights, and I don't blame people. I'm 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 very pro Second Amendment myself, so um, I'll, I'll always be sympathetic to that. The MJ Business Factbook projects that the that recreational marijuana sales will reach three would reach excuse me nine hundred million in twenty twenty two, and three hundred twenty five million in twenty twenty five. In the near term, however, some industry officials are worried that existing cultivation and processing capacity might be insufficient to meet adult use demand. It's an issue that has plagued other legal state markets as they've gotten off the ground. The industry has only been able to expand about 30% so far, while it will need to boost capacity multifold, said Pepper Peterson, a legalization advocate who is now CEO of Montana Cannabis Guild, a industry organization. I'm struggling to see that there will be enough flour to meet demand for residents, much less for tourists. And yeah, that's the real crime. Not not enough flour to meet demand. Those shortages that I talked about when, when Massachusetts went adult use and you had co-located stores um, selling both adult use and medical. 
if you're a medical patient, your 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 stock is going to go down. Like your ability to be able to reliably get the the strains you're used to getting, you're not going to be able to reliably get it in the same way that you were used to. Like be prepared for that. Stock up if you have the cash to do so. Grow grow, grow plenty more if you have the ability to do it. Um, the growing is going to take it. Obviously, it's going to take months and 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 time to for for you to have something you can harvest. But um, definitely stock up and 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 buy more if you can afford more. Um, cause, cause demand is going to go up overall for the plant. And even if you're a medical patient, if you have a card, you, you, you can, you can, you can lose out on, on, on some of the variety that you were used to Do be prepared for that. Like I keep mentioning, yeah, we, the, the people that live in Montana, the residents, the, especially the most sick need to be put before the tourists. And that's, 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 that's a given. Industry officials said edibles and vape products especially could be in short supply for tourists. Others, though, caution, it's too early to predict whether shortages will occur. Structural shift. The most significant business change is the transition from a vertically integrated model to a horizontal system. Businesses will be able to only be cultivators processors or retailers if if they choose that's good i like that i i'm against vertical integration because it jacks up the price for the average person um a venue that has to own the entire process from beginning to end is going to have a much larger expense in having to run everything as opposed to farming out certain aspects of the business to people that are better at, at, at them than, than doing it. That's always a given. Like if I, if I'm a cannabis dispensary and I have to make all the flour, I have to make all the edibles, I have to make all the concentrate, I have to process it. I have to package it. I have to do all that stuff. Um, it's going to be, I'm, it's going to be more costly for me to do it. I'm going to have to charge the, the patients and the customers more then if I were to just be like, all right, I'm not the best at, 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 at making edibles. So let me, let me, let me form a partnership with this edible vendor and, and they'll make the edibles, they'll white label or gray label, whatever label the edibles, and then we'll put it under our brand or whatever. Or, um, you can have a collective or you can have people, you know, mi mixing and matching people, People that have one skill set being like, hey, I have one skill set. And then they work with people that have a uh, 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 different but complementary skill set. They combine their talents and everybody does what they're best at. And the consumer wins. And you have more variety. You have more people that can get into the market because if you can get it at one of the various entry points, it's a lot easier than having to do all of it all at once like you have with vertical integration again do not do not ever accept vertical integration if you can with with adult use or medical in your state country or municipality strike that crap down if you can businesses will be able to only be cultivators processors or retailers if they choose companies will also be able to purchase products on the wholesale market rather than just sell what they grow and manufacture 
Already, some existing medical cannabis operators are changing their business model, while cannabis groups and entrepreneurs are building online wholesale commerce platforms to support and take advantage of the change. Here is a summary of the adult use legislation, which advocates complain is a watered-down version of what the voters approved of November 2020. A THC potency cap on on flower of 35%, a cap on edibles of 100 milligrams per package, a 20% tax on product sales with optional local tax of 3%, a delay in the adult use start from October 1st, 2021 to January 1st, 2022. Peterson said he supported the cap on edibles. I mean, that's on par with what most other adult use states have. Again, I don't support it in general, but I do understand why it's there because there are so many people that don't know how to do their drugs responsibly. So sadly, we we all have to pay. Peterson said he supported the cap on edibles. I want to make sure we keep we kept a pretty tight lid on edibles, he said, because that seems to be the place where the most problems take place. Because ingestion effects are delayed, end quote. Existing medical marijuana businesses will get an 18-month head start to sell adult-use cannabis products before new entrants can qualify. On the surface, there are plenty of MMJ businesses, 437 licensed dispensaries, 392 cultivators, 208 processors, according to the state's September market report. But many are individual operators who grow for a family or friends who who are licensed to cultivate only up to a thousand square feet according to industry officials half of montana's counties have opted out of adult use but the ones that have opted in constitute most of the state's population and mmj licenses the state has designed the counties that opted in as green counties and the ones that opted out as red counties Montana's Cannabis Control Division, which is under the State Department of Revenue, recently sent letters to existing licenses notifying them whether they are in a green county and are able to start adult use sales January 1st. Montana has had 54,875 registered medical cannabis patients as of September, according to state data. Like other adult use states, MMJ sales are expected to flatten, if not decline. I don't think we'll see a collapse in the system, but I think we'll see a reduction of users of up to 30%. Yes, because why why be on a government list and give them my gun rights when I don't have to? <laughs> why let the why let daddy government know my business when I don't have to? Like it's it's, it's you're, people are overthinking this. That's that's the reason why there's the, the rules go down. Kate Chola, Governor Affairs Director of Montana Industry Association, another industry group, has a different view of what might happen under recreational sales. Chola noted businesses have some ramp up time between now and the tourist season. All sorts of things can happen, she said. I don't think we'll experience any immediate issues. But it's possible that the tourist season could be a shortage. I but but I don't know how we can predict that. End quote. 
For example, she said, there is an, an expectation or there's an exception allowing MMJ cultivators in the thousand square foot tier one category to boost their capacity to 5,000 square feet starting January 1st. The majority of licenses are in that tier, she said. On the other hand, companies face added restrictions. For example, any licensee that produces more than 15 pounds of concentrate must pay an additional thousand per pound, according to the most recently revised re regulations. It adds significant costs to the production of concentrate, so that could affect the market, Choila said. But she also added rules could be modified. Finalizing rules. Montana has been scrambling to finalize the rules for the adult use market. The final rules were expected to be completed by October 1st. Significant changes are occurring to the packaging and labeling regulations, Showilla said. She understands that companies will have a grace period before having to meet those new requirements. State officials didn't respond to MJ Business Query for information about the adult use launch. Perhaps the biggest business change is that Montana will no longer require companies to operate under the vertically integrated business model. Mark Lax, CEO of Spark, Spark One, one of the state's largest medical cannabis operators, said already has changed his business model in response to focus on wholesaling. We've already shut down three of our four retail locations, Lax said, noting that Mozilla Dispensary will remain open. They've all went to different existing pr provides who kept the employees. They all went to existing providers, I think. I don't, it's a weird sentence. Provides who kept the employees. I don't know, just the way that sentence is weird. Anyway. The decision makes financial sense and gives us an opportunity to be a wholesale provider. We we are a well-rounded, or excuse me, we are a well-recognized brand, best known for a high-quality flower, and the company wants to take more advantage of that, Lack said. He said Spark One is in the process of maxing out their top-tier license of 50,000 square feet, but the process will take 12 to 18 months. Like Peterson, Lack said he believes Montana's medical or Montana's marijuana market will undergo shortages. I think it's going to take 18 to 24 months to adjust demand based on projections that the demand will require all of us to scale up roughly by three to four times. Peterson said that basket sizes are increasing as some medical cannabis consumers are stockpiling in. See, what did I tell you people? Peterson said that basket sizes are increasing as some medical cannabis consumers are stockpiling in, in anticipation for possible shortages next year. I'm going to read that again. Peterson said basket sizes are increasing as some medical cannabis consumers are stockpiling in, anticipating, in anticipation of possible shortages in the next year. What did I tell you? Being ahead of the curve is not easy. It really isn't. Lax is seeing some of that Sparks One Mozilla's dispensary. There's a little more panic buying, he said. Trolla said that there's been a lot of meager, there's been a lot of merger. I can't read today. What's up? Trolla said there's been a lot of merger and acquisition activity in 
in part because of the shift from a vertical to a horizontal structure. Some companies are buying tier one cultivation licenses that allow capacity to be boosted to up to 5,000 square feet, she said. Others are letting go of their business of making concentrates because of the high costs. It's still entrepreneurial, but all markets move towards consolidation, Chola said, and that will probably continue. There are big changes. We're taking a vertical system and turning it into a wholesale system. We're going to see business models emerge not anticipated by the law that was passed. Oh boy, we'll see. End of article written by Jeff Smith. Apologies for the uh, various uh, glitches. But again, like I, I mentioned, if you have the funds to stock up on flour, do so. Um... It's really sad that they made the concentrates the way they did it. Um, Vermont, with their adult use, um, they poison-pilled concentrates as well, too. But they did something different in, in the sense that they capped concentrates. At, I think like 60-some percent or whatever. So some people are speculating that they're going to have to dilute it with CBD. Or there's just... Like, there's a lot in flux right now in, in Vermont. You know, they did a lot to poison pill the concentrates in, in Vermont there, too. So, um, so uh, people in Montana can know that they're not the only ones um, dealing with, with a handicap on their concentrates at the moment. But um, got to keep fighting, got to keep, got to keep kicking out and smoking these plant-hating politicians for good politically. We got to keep doing it. But not from me. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. You can find me on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-T-T-P-S-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 33-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.